Hello, beloved. I welcome you specially to today's service. I believe that God is actually raising an army for this season. He's actually raising you, teaching you his word to transform your life. So you are warmly welcome. God bless you so much for joining us today. So as a beautiful Wednesday, I believe that God has ordained special nuggets that would cause us to actually excel and grow in him. Amen. It's a blessing to always share the word of God with you. It's a great privilege, actually. So we've been teaching or we've been learning about who is Jesus Christ. And we've laid this strong foundation that without Christ, we can't actually know who we are as Christians. And so when you come into Christ, it's always important to understand who died for you. What does he represent? And what does that mean to you as a Christian? So when we started the series on who is Jesus Christ, we began looking at beginning where God created Adam and Eve and what happened. So we have this teaching in the previous messages. You can look into that. So today, very special. Today, as I was preparing for the next phase, the Lord actually instructed me by his spirit to preach something different from the series we are doing. So today we are going to look at something different. That doesn't mean we wouldn't go back to our series. We'll be going back to the series, but it's key for us to get this. So the spirit of the Lord would have us to look at back to the basics. That's the title of the message. Back to the basics. <laughs> Very interesting. Back to the basics. So when we say basics, basics are the fundamentals. Okay, so the foundations, the first principles. So back to the basics. And why back to the basics? It's always important for us to understand that Christianity didn't just evolve. And I always use the term Christianity because we are seen as a religion. But then salvation or Jesus Christ bringing salvation to man didn't just evolve. It went through a series of transformation. And it's always important for us to understand that the essence of Jesus, the essence of our belief, the essence of what we actually acclaim to have. And so back to the basic, this was what the Holy Spirit bring it to us. Like, wow, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. And I believe that today the power of God is going to transform someone's life. You are going to receive revelation. You are going to receive light. And this light is going to transform your life. It's going to make you more aware. And this knowledge is going to deliver you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that he shall send pastors our way who shall feed us with knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. So this knowledge and understanding is what will give you stability in life. That will give you stability in your belief as a Christian in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray? Um, Father, we give you praise. We thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to die. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is with us and will lead us into this truth, O oh Lord. Father, let the power of your word transform our lives. May we come to the realization of this truth and may this truth transform us, prepare our hearts and minds, even in this generation, as we await the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you will lead us into all truths. And you make this truth even become a reality in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't appreciate you so much because I believe that people, you had the time to do other things, but then you actually dedicated this time to listen to this message. And I believe that God is actually going to make this word transform your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So back to the basic. Why back to the basics? It's always important for us to understand that as Christians, there is the very fabric of our belief. There's the very pattern. There's the very, I would say, the fundamental principles that govern our belief. Okay, so I believe they didn't just emerge from anywhere. No, there are principles upon which our belief is founded. And as Christians, sometimes people get into church and maybe the pastor is preaching a specific message. And they end up not understanding, for example, as a newborn Christian, you maybe begin to hear about some teachings, about higher things in God, about, you know, the power of God and all that, which is very, very key to our belief. But then you need to understand that this Jesus you have come to accept, who is he? That's why God would have us to look at who is Jesus Christ, okay? But then today we are diving further or we are diving a bit away from that topic and we are going to understand what is the basics in Christ? And why do we need these basics? Hallelujah. And so the foundations are very important to everything. And as Christians, we need to understand that without the foundation, we are nothing. We can't do anything without these foundations. Imagine the house is being built. No matter the beauty of the house, every house, depending on its rich, 
depending on whatever building you want to build so if you want to build a skyscraper if you want to build maybe a one-bedroom house you'd realize that the foundation of the one-bedroom house is different from the foundation of a skyscraper why because the building as it stands it will depend on the foundation to stand and so if the foundation is not well laid irrespective of whatever you put on top you are actually preparing yourself for a calamity and so it's important for us to understand what are the basics you know why do we need the basics and why would that be imperative to our belief as christians hallelujah so many people come to accept jesus but they don't come to understand who he is and what he would want us to know okay so we don't come to understand who jesus is what he would want us to know and as a result a lot of people come to accept god and then they don't know what he is or who he is and who what he represents please i hope you are getting it so the basics are so important in the book of psalm chapter 11 verse 3 psalm 11 verse 3 he says if the foundation be destroyed what can the righteous do i believe we are the righteous of god if you if you've come to accept jesus christ you are the righteous of god but he, the book of psalm is making us understand that if the foundation is destroyed what can the righteous do? That means that you cannot do anything without a foundation. Very interesting. So if your foundation is not right, the same way I use the skyscraper in a one-bedroom as an example, if the foundation is not right, no matter what you build on top, it doesn't matter. It will crash. And so it's important for us as Christians to understand what are the foundations and why do we need them? Because without it, we can't do anything. So you believe God will do mighty things for you. You believe that God is powerful. You believe all these things. But the foundations of this belief. Are you a Christian because you believe that God should accept, uh, answer your needs? Or maybe you want to escape. Maybe a distraction you are told is going to happen. Or there is something more. Hallelujah. So, for example, it's like buying a phone. You see, the main purpose of a phone is to make calls. The main purpose, as a matter of fact, the word phone is even used as a verb. Interesting. So, for example, I want to phone my mother. That means that I want to call my mother. I want to speak to my mother. So, phone was made for this purpose. But what do we see? We see that now phone are sold or the value of a phone goes just beyond calling. But then other features, other characteristics like, you know, the storage, the RAM, the speed of the phone, the apps on the phone, the capabilities, the camera quality, all these things are so important. But you realize that the phone is referred to as a phone because it can make calls. So if your phone can't make calls, irrespective of the camera capacity you have, that basis of you having that phone is lost. Very interesting. So using the phone as an example, you realize that there are many Christians They've not come to understand the basics of their belief. But then there are other things around our belief that is so important, that is so crucial that we enjoy. And of course, we feel, well, we are okay. But then if the foundation is not there, if a phone can't make call, what use does it have as a phone? Hallelujah. The scripture just came to me. Let's read it. Um, Jesus made a similar scenario. In the scripture in the book of matthew chapter 5 verse 13 he says ye are the salt of the earth but if the salt have lost his savor wherewith shall it be salted this is saying something very interesting he's asking a question we are the salt of the earth and he's saying that if a salt has lost its savor so a salt is the salt because of its taste so if a salt has lost its taste what use does it have look at what he says it is the thenceforth good for nothing so it is good though but it is for nothing for the purpose that it was made and he says on he moved on to say but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men so people will walk over the salt because it has lost its taste what makes a salt a salt is its taste so there can be different brands of salt some may have much more expensive they will tell you that oh this salt has calcium it has potassium it has all these nutrients it has vitamins etc 
a salt is a salt because of its taste that is the principle that is the basics and so in that same scenario as a believer you've come to believe in jesus what are the basics and why are they important to us because when you come to understand this you will be able to categorize things you'll be able to prioritize things in your life you'll be able to prioritize things in your christian journey because there are some things they are not the basics but there are others that are the basics and you need to understand what are the basis of your faith don't forget the title of this message back to the basics hallelujah god bless you so much and so many believers come to accept jesus but then they focus on what jesus can give them they focus on what they will get and not necessarily his salvation power look at john chapter 3 verse 16 in the book of john chapter 3 verse 16 what does the word of god says very crucial for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life this is the basics god brought jesus to give us life he brought him to save us because there is a perishing that is going to happen and god loves the world so much that he doesn't want the world to go into this and so he sent jesus to die so that we will escape the corruption and have this life and you see looking at um, the message we've been dealing with who is jesus christ you understand that adam sinned and lost this life and so jesus came to bring this this is the basics so as a christian you need to prioritize this everlasting life it is one of the basics that you need to understand so jesus didn't come to give you money he didn't come to give you a car in as much as all these things are very important it's like having the phone these are all extra functions that you can have but then the main purpose of jesus is to give you life so you need to prioritize having this life over other things it is very crucial hallelujah it is very crucial so the as i said the purpose why god gave us jesus is not to give us money okay in as much as we need money to survive and the need for jesus is to save us so that we can escape the destruction of god that is coming on the world or that is coming to the world it is so 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 important matthew chapter 7 verse 13 matthew 7 13 quickly hallelujah matthew chapter 7 verse number 13 quickly i read he says this is jesus speaking the words of jesus so crucial he says enter ye in the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many there be which go in that so he's trying to make us understand that there is a distraction and many people are on this journey but you see he's telling us enter the straight gate it is an instruction why do we need to enter this straight gate because he has come to give us the life that will cause us to escape this distraction and so we have a responsibility of entering we have a responsibility of entering into the straight gate and so in as much as we can be overwhelmed with the benefits the bible says that there are many benefits with god okay bless the lord all my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name he says bless the lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits who redeemed thy life from destruction god does so many things but he says he is redeeming our lives from destruction so there are benefits that we have from god of course yes we need them and god is aware he says that even the birds in the field they don't sow but they he feeds them how much more you so god is aware you need so many things he's aware you have a career to fulfill he's aware you want to achieve great things in your life he's aware you have a family he's aware that you have needs but then don't forget that jesus came to give you life first Matthew 6 33 a popular scripture Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 wow thank you Holy Spirit I believe that by the grace of God as we go through this message we are going to set our priorities right as Christians we will set our priorities right we will know the things that are much more important to focus on look he says 
for John Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 sorry he says but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you now when we say seek ye first the kingdom of God he's not only saying that you know be concerned about the ministry or be concerned about the things of God he's also saying that you what Jesus came the kingdom came Jesus brought the kingdom for what purpose that you will be saved and you will have everlasting life he's there to say seek that first because all those things that you need he will make sure you have them but focus on your life make sure you you hold on this eternal life you hold it so strong because you can lose it and sometimes we get so much entangled in many things there are a lot of scriptures that actually say that but for the sake of time we can't read all those scriptures but the one thing you need to understand is that we get carried away by so many responsibilities so many needs so many disturbances and we lose hold on eternal life so many people are christians but they die and lose this life don't forget that when you receive eternal life you have a responsibility to hold this life the apostle of god said lay hold on eternal life lay hold on eternal life why do we need to lay hold on eternal life because it can slip through the hands and we are going to look at it many people say that well when a person is born again you know um the person is saved forever there are scriptures that says otherwise and it's very interesting in the book of first timothy chapter 6 verse 12 he says fight the good fight of faith so this journey of faith is a vital and you need to stand to it it requires a lot from you he says fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life where unto thou art called so this eternal life is the purpose why jesus came that is the first basic thing you need to know as a christian so whilst God can solve your marital problem for you, whilst God can deal with every problem you're going through, whilst God can cast out whatever situation that is disturbing you, the first thing was why Jesus came. He says, lay hold on eternal life. He says, where unto thou art called and had professed a good profession before many witnesses. The day you confess that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior, that day you had this eternal life. The apostle of God, he said, lay hold on it. With all you have, you need to keep this life. So Jesus said something very interesting. (laughs) Wow. All these scriptures, the Lord is just bringing to me. Hallelujah. Why is it important? Because many Christians are focusing on the functions of the phone rather than the main purpose why the phone was made. It's so sad. It is so sad. So, Jesus made a profound statement in the scripture. It's important. He says that, what would you gain if you gain the whole world and you lose your life? What would a man gain if you you receive the whole world and you lose your life? This life he was talking about was actually eternal life. Okay? So, what would a man gain if you gain the whole world? What, pro- what would it profit you if you gain the whole world and you lose your life? So your life is so crucial to God. And this life is not the life you have now. It is the eternal life that he's making reference about. Hallelujah. So Jesus made some key, 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 very key statements to us as Christians that we need to always be reminded about. In the book of Matthew chapter 24 verse 10. Now, The disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, what shall be some of the signs of your coming? And in the book of Matthew chapter 24, he begins to talk about some of them. So in verse 10, he says, we are reading from verse 10, Matthew chapter 24, from verse 10 to 14. He says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. He was actually talking about, don't always relate this to the world. He was talking about us as Christians. The next verse, he says, and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. He says that iniquity, you know, most of the time we think iniquity is, you know, doing things your own way. But then iniquity also means that preferring to do evil. You see, there are people, they prefer to do things either than what God has said. That is iniquity. You have chosen and you love it. The Bible says that love has come, light has come, but men loved darkness. 
So iniquity shall abound. People will choose away. And Christians, they will choose other things either than God. And he says that because of that, your love for him will wax cold. Or our love for him will wax cold. And look at what he says in verse 13, which is very key. Now, these are people who have already received the eternal life that Jesus brought. Now, in verse 13, he says, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Very interesting. I thought we are saved. Yes, you have received eternal life. But in your journey of life, you need to keep this life. That is why the apostle of God said in the book of 1 Timothy 6, he says that, lay hold on eternal life. So Jesus is that the one who will hold on, who will be able to endure, endurance, keeping this life. So you wouldn't be fighting over money. You wouldn't be focusing on other things. And I'm not saying focusing on those things are bad. No, as a matter of fact, we all work. I work. I go to school. Why? Because I need to, to survive. I need to, to know more. To achieve it's so important but you need to understand that don't be carried away by all these things and forget that it is the eternal life you need to keep to the end so right now if you ask many christians that are you very sure that if jesus should appear right now you can be counted as part of the saints they'll tell you oh bro this question no no i'm part of it some two will not be sure but you need to be able, you can only verify the standard which is the bible and so he says that the one who can endure to the end the same shall be saved hallelujah in verse 40 he says and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come so the end is coming oh what are you laying hold on are you laying hold on money are you laying hold on other things the reason why i mention money a lot is because our whole life is centered around money and even jesus the savior himself compared god to money that you can't serve god and money so the fact that we want money we need money to survive and do things it's very important because that is the system that is available and we need to engage we need to be able to do that but in all your gettings don't forget that you are having something you can lose lose it it can slip through your hands and that is why jesus came to die for you and most of the time many people come to jesus oh jesus heal me of this disease oh jesus do this for me oh god do this for me i need a husband i need money i need a job and sometimes they get so carried away by these things and if even they have to do evil to get these things that they are after they don't mind they will do it and they would say, oh, I would steal the money from the business and give an offering to God. Listen, that is not the standard. So people would give them their bodies out for jobs because they are struggling. The matter is that you can lose this life. The purpose to which Jesus came to die for us. You can lose it. And you need to be careful because Jesus, he that endured to the end. And you endure that is why you need to understand some of these messages because it tells you to it makes you understand the very fabric of your belief so don't think that the fact that some christian is doing it you are you can do it is that christian the standard jesus is the standard no pastor is the standard paul said follow me as i follow christ so paul was even pointing them to christ the day paul decided not to follow christ they should have just followed christ because christ is the standard and many people get carried away by these things and because someone disapproves something that you have confirmed from the bible that that is what god wants because someone who may be a standard who may be a pastor to you or a sister or a brother or a beloved or your wife or whatever is doing it it means that god accepts it no verify we don't have any excuse. There are people who didn't have the opportunity to have the Bible as we have it now. And God being so good, you can read, you can write. You have no one to blame. And so you need to understand this foundation, this basic. And sometimes we can get so, we can get so swallowed by revelation. Listen, there is no bigger revelation than Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, the whole of the Old Testament was about him so there is no revelation bigger than who jesus is and the purpose why he came 
was to give you life. And there are many things that can make you lose this life. You can get so bogged down with responsibilities, by duties, by achievement, by goals, by your own interests and lose hold on eternal life. Hallelujah. So we need to be always conscious of this basic principle. Good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I now have the scripture. Matthew chapter 8 verse 36. It says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and shall lose his own soul? So, if, let's say, the whole world is yours. You gain it, but you don't make it. You don't have eternal life. You don't make it. He says that it profited nothing. That means that this life he has brought to us is even bigger than the whole world. So in your gettings, you should make sure that what you have is so valuable. The Bible says that we carry this treasure in earthen vessels. What treasure? This life, this gift of life, that even God had to send his own beloved son to die for us because he loved us. If you lose this life, no matter the healings, no matter the miracles God gives you, it is a waste. Because you couldn't make it to the end. And Jesus said, the one who makes it to the end shall be saved. So we are saved, yes. We are saved as Christians. But don't forget, we shall be saved. Meaning that those who have kept their salvation to the end, they would now be accredited or verified. Hallelujah. I hope someone is following the message. So it's always important for us to, as Christians to understand the basics. The very fundamentals of our belief. The very fabric of our belief. So if you are praying to God for money, you wouldn't do things that would undermine that which you carry, which is bigger than the world, which is your everlasting life that Jesus has brought to you. So you wouldn't back down. You wouldn't submit to many things that will take away this life from you and give you whatever you were wishing for. Because whatever you are wishing for, you are going to have them now. But then this is what will take you into the next phase of life. Hallelujah. So, it's always for, important for us to believe and understand these things as Christians. Hallelujah. In the book of Mark chapter 9, let's read quickly. Mark chapter 9, verse 43 to 48. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mark chapter 9, verse 43. Quickly. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. He says, now, this is Jesus speaking, the one who brought us the life. I always emphasize on this because he is the author and finisher of our faith. He brought us this life. So, if anyone can tell you much about this life, it is he. Look at what he's saying. He says, Mark chapter 9, verse 43. If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better, it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. Into the fire that shall never be quenched so he's trying to make us understand that look whatever is restricting you from keeping this life he says if even you are losing your hand and you are holding on this eternal life it is better because you are going to enter into life and there the everything is perfected so you have that hand back than to have your two hands and go to hell so the question is because of your need for a job are you going to do illegal things to get this job because anything that is unrighteous, anything that is not in line with God's word can have the capacity to take away this life. So the devil can take away this eternal life and give you the job. So you have the job, now you have your two hands. But at the end of the day, where is it going to lead you? God knows we have these needs. And when you are so grounded and founded on this revelation, you would never lack a job. Whatever you think you need, God will make sure you have it. But you see, many people become Christians. Many people come to God and always want to pray. Why? Because, oh Lord, do this for me. Oh Lord, do this. But listen, this is the very fabric of our belief. So in all your gettings, don't forget that this is basic thing. The foundation upon which whatever you have is built. Hallelujah. And so it's important to understand these things. Now look at what he says again. In verse 44, he says, Where this worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. So the Bible makes reference that there is actually worm in there. And there are people who have had revelations. And when the time they come, they sometimes they, for months, 
they can't even talk because the experience is beyond imagination. And Jesus is making it. He said there is a worm there. So there are worms in this place. The, the experience there is not something God would want us to have. That is why he sent Jesus to die for us. And so this eternal life you have, whoever you are listening, wherever you are listening from, you need to understand that you need to hold it. You need to value it because it's even precious than the whole world. That is what Jesus said. Hallelujah. Look at verse 45. He says, And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter hot into life than having two feet to be cast into hell. Into the fire that shall never be quenched. And then he repeats again, Where there are worm dying not, and the fire is not quenched. He says, And if thy eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell, hellfire. Where they are warm, die not, and fire is not quenched. Hallelujah. So we need to understand that sometimes we get overly ambitious about things and we don't mind how we get them. The process of how you do things is equally important to God. As a matter of fact, He sees the process more than the end. But you see, the process to the end, sometimes it's only you and God who knows. So sometimes it may appear to people that, well, this person... It's really straight. This person has eternal life. But in the sight of God, he doesn't know you. He doesn't think you have it. He, he can verify that you don't have this eternal life. Why? Because the process through which you are achieving the things you are achieving is not by God's way. Very, very important. So, for this now social media, everybody will praise you on social. Oh, this man is blessed of God. But men are approving of you. Because man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God is looking at the process of your achievement. And in the same way, people may see you and think you're a fool. People may see you and call you names. But in the sight of God, how does he see you? Do you seek to please men or do you seek to please God? That is the basics of our foundation. These are the basics. Don't forget the message title. Back to the basics. So whilst we are carried away, we are overwhelmed and overshadowed by ambitions about dreams, about visions, about things we want to do, about things we want to achieve, the applause of men, we want the world, we ought to make an impact in our world. And there are some people, they are even serving God with several motives. But the question is, God judges the process equally as the results. Hope someone is now thinking. Hope someone is having a second thought about the steps we take, about the things we get so carried on away by, about the things we get so concerned about. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so it's important for us to understand as Christians the very fabric of our belief. And another example I can give is a car. The purpose of a car. Is to, lo- is to locomote, so to move from one place to another. But then, don't forget, every car has that capacity to move from one place to another. But then, the value of a car is based on some of the specs, as we would say, specifications. So the luxury, the luxurious stuff in the car, you know, does it have a screen, does it have a touch screen? You know, some car have Android versions, some car have wonderful designs, beautiful, you know, different cars. There are different types of cars. We have SUV, we have sports car, we have vans. We have... But the purpose of a car is to move from one place to another. So the moment a car can't move from one place to another, it seizes that risk, that role. And sometimes we even forget that the reason why we need a car is to move from one place to another. Before other things. But then sometimes we prioritize other things and forget that a car is supposed to move from one place to another. I watched a documentary. Um, uh, was it a documentary? It was a short video about a man who was able to one of the biggest cars, and he said he was into automobiles, so he made cars, etc., etc. And the car and the things he was talking about, the world never, he never made a car that could move from one place to another. And he was able to convince people with the luxury and the technology of the car and the carbon footprint of the car and made a whole lot of things, but the car couldn't move from one place to another. And the world found him to be liars. But you see, it took years. So as we are moving through the journey of life, the Bible refers to us as pilgrims. We are just moving as a journey. A time will come, we will be no more. If Jesus tarries, 
we will live to fulfill our ages and die. But then there is life. And that life, the criteria of measurement is not going to be how much money you had. The criteria of measurement is going to be, did you have the life? Were you able to keep this life? Don't let anybody deceive you and tell you that when you are born again, you have eternal life. And that is it. No, you have that responsibility to know the truth, to be able to withhold this life with you and not allow anything to take this life away from you. Hallelujah. So all the time we need to have this at the back of our minds because that is the basics. So as long as we are on earth and preparing for the day, that day which is the day of the coming of the Lord or the day we will meet the Lord, however it is, he is to ensure that we survive and make it as to the end. So he would always make sure he addresses your needs of life and make sure nothing takes away you from him. So in the book of John chapter 6 verse 27. So God is aware. That's what the Bible says that God will that all men should be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. It says that the truth shall set you free, shall make you free. So it's God knows that once we have received this life, okay, he there is the responsibility he has and the responsibility on our part to keep this life to the end. That is why the Bible is the else would, when you preach to someone, the person accept Jesus is fine. Now you have accepted Jesus, go and live your life. No. There are foundations, there are principles, there are fundamental teachings we need to understand. This life we have received comes with responsibilities. It comes with consequences. And you know, sometimes we feel like the kingdom of God operates differently from the world. But let me tell you a secret. The secret is that, look at the parables of Jesus. Most of the time, the parables of Jesus, he was comparing the things of this world to the kingdom. It's like a kingdom of God. It's like a man who went into a far country. Which are situations that happen. And so let's not see the kingdom of God to be abstract. There are many systems now, the same way there is a meritocracy, the meritocracy system where you work and you are paid based on the hours you do. It is that same principle in the kingdom. The same way we wouldn't pick someone who has done architecture to be a nurse or a doctor. It's that same way God wouldn't pick someone who doesn't understand his word to do certain things. So these things we think we understand in the world, there are some of these, not everything of course, but then there are some of these principles that are actually the fundamental to us as Christians. John chapter 6 verse 27. He says, Labor not for meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give you, for him hath God the Father revealed. So he says that, yes, we should not labor for meat that perishes, but for the meat that endured unto everlasting life. What is meat? Jesus said that my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. So there is a meat we need to do. There is a purpose why God brought us. And we, in as much as we are focusing on our daily needs, we need to also understand that this is actually what is the very fabric of what we claim we believe as Christians. Hallelujah. I believe someone is following and I hope someone is being blessed by this message. Please do send the link and invite your people in the name of Jesus. So, many people don't know this. Many people don't know this. So, we, we get bogged down by the luxury, the beautiful things and stuff that we see around the car. But then the most important thing, what makes a car a car is that it's able to move from one place to another. So, there are many people who are investing in cars that can't move. So the time you are asked, oh, you need to move to this place. They will say, oh, I don't. I realize that my car can't move, although it has air condition. And it's that same thing that Jesus used in the parable of the five versions. He says, five wise virgins, five foolish virgins. The five wise virgins, they picked their lamp and they carried oil. They, 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 the moment they received this eternal life, they carried all what it takes for them to keep this fire. To keep this eternal life to the end. But the five foolish virgins, they didn't carry any oil. So the time that the bridegroom was coming, their lamp were off. And they said, oh, give us some of it. They said, no, no, we can't give you. So many Christians want pastors to pray for them. Um, pastor, let me pay you to pray for me. I don't have time to pray because of my work. I don't have time to read the Bible. So pastor, read the Bible for me. Listen, you need to carry oil. Because in that day, the word of God I know can't save you. The prayers I pray can't save you. You need to stand for yourself. 
Nobody goes to the university and give the certificate to another person. Your, your father can be a professor emeritus. His certificate cannot be given to you. The world understands this. Do you think the kingdom of God doesn't know this? It is actually a system that is actually from the kingdom. Okay, so your what you know as a Christian, the truth you know, the knowledge of the Son of God, you know, it is for your own benefit. No one, your child can't even benefit from it. Your husband, your wife can't benefit from it. So you have to always understand this reality. So now there are a lot of lazy Christians. They don't have time to pray. They don't have time to read the word of God. There are some Christians who love to pray. And you ask them, why do you pray? They are praying because of their needs. They are praying because they want God to answer their needs. They need money. They want this. They want that. They have many questions for God. They have many lists to tell God. But Jesus didn't ask you, do you want me to die for you? He came to die for you. And he has given you this eternal life. You have this responsibility to keep this life. So many Christians love prayer. Not because they want to pray to God to know the direction of God concerning their destiny. Or they want to know more of God. So they are praying to know more of God. They are praying for their needs. They are praying because they don't want the devil to destroy their lives. Which is very important. You don't allow the, the devil shouldn't destroy your life. But why are you praying this prayer? The purpose of your prayer is just for your own interest and not the interest of God. No. 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 And so you need to come to a point to understand that the purpose why God brought you on earth is not for all these things. So, when you know that you have this eternal life, whilst you are getting money, whilst you are getting a job, whilst you are getting everything, you make sure that this life is what you have kept. Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith. Now what is left for me is the crown of life. What have you kept? Now many Christians left, let everything of God leave them and they keep money. They keep fame. They keep friends. They keep the applause of men. No. No. That is not the basics of our belief. And as Christians, this should always be what you think about all the time. If Jesus comes right now, bro, sister, where would you be? Hallelujah. So, don't think that we this online church that God by his spirit would want us to have is for the applause of men is to raise people to be able to keep this eternal life because when you receive this eternal life you need to keep it to the end so most of our teachings would be geared towards this you will grow in your revelation of Jesus Christ the Bible says that this is life eternal that they may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. He says, death is eternal. So, in our journey with this life we have received, the more of God we know, the more of Jesus we know, the more of his ways we know, that is when we can keep this life. Don't forget. So, you can't be born again and be sleeping in your house. You don't go to church. You don't do anything. You don't listen to any message. You don't read your Bible and you think that, oh, it is okay with me. No, it is not okay with you. It is not okay with you. It's actually a risk, a major risk. Because you can lose this life. Hallelujah. That is why God would have us to have this online church. So if you don't have a physical place you can walk into, there is still the opportunity for you to know more of God. There is still the opportunity for you to learn and know what God has for you and your responsibility. God is doing his part. You also have a part to play. Don't think God has to do everything. No. That is why the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with your mouth and believe in your heart he didn't say if god confessed for you so even you come he says confession is made romans chapter 10 verse 8 downwards confession is made unto righteousness you have to make the confession your mother your father your sister your uncle your friends can't make it for you it is in that same vein that you have the responsibility to keep the faith so what is the purpose of a pastor he says he gave some pastors prophets, teachers uh, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He says that till we all come unto the unity of the faith, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the purpose of a pastor, the purpose of a prophet, the purpose, all these great gifts from God to us is to prepare us to be like Jesus Christ. That is it. To prepare you to be like Jesus Christ. And the purpose for which the ministry he has given you, you can fulfill. 
So he's not trying to make you serve or um, worship. No, 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 no. The purpose is for his glory. And of course, now you can't judge anyone because God has a, a time set that he will reveal every man's work. And I want you to know you have a responsibility. Don't put it on everybody. Don't put it on anybody. You must do it. So if you wake up and you're reading your Bible, it is for your own good. It is not to help God. Because he has the life that he has brought to us. So if you don't take hold of it, you can lose it. Hallelujah. I believe someone is being blessed by the word of God. Amen. In the book of Luke chapter 13, verse 22 to 30. Luke chapter 13. Verse number 22 to 30. So there are demands of our Christian faith and we need to understand these things. You can't blame anybody because I know in that day people will be blaming people. But you have no one to blame because the, the word is available. The word is 90. So let's read Luke chapter 13 verse number 22. I read it says, And he went through, so about Jesus, and he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. Then said one of him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them. So this man asked an interesting question. Because don't forget, Jesus was teaching. So this, this question came as a result of his teaching. So he asked him, Lord, hey, that means that very few people will be saved. Or is it that very few people will be saved? Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. The first word Jesus said, strive. What is it to strive? To strive means that it's like there are a lot of restrictions pulling you back. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. It's like someone running and you are closer to the line and you are tired. And he says, strive. Keep, don't give up. You know the world preaches this a lot. He says, don't give up, whatever. Even the world system preaches a lot. So we are an organization. We want to achieve our goal. We want to strive to achieve our goal. We are not stopping. So no matter the... Um, losses within the year you don't give up you keep pushing and it's the world's ideology and it works but don't forget that is what jesus said he says strive to enter the straight gate he says strive that means that you have to take a responsibility of fighting to enter the gate because you can be brought brought away or brought back and he says for many i say unto you will seek to enter in and shall not be able wow so jesus is saying that there are many people who wants to enter so think about it it's not like people have rejected jesus there are people who have accepted jesus and they want to be there but they can't so you have to strive hmm. there's many people who want to enter this gate but they can't because of the so and jesus gave several parables one of the parables he gave was that the sower went to sow a seed and some fell on good grounds and you know and he said that those that were not fruitful the cares of this life the deceitfulness of riches many things choked the word and the word wasn't fruitful and so it's important for us to understand that we have a responsibility to so if the man is asked, oh jesus how many people will be saved is it that many people will be saved or not i thought he was going to say well Thank many. He said, "You strive." So Jesus was always conscious about this reality, referring to people directly. When he was on his journey to the cross, a woman was, "He said, no, 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 cry for yourself and your children." He says that there is a log on your eye. You want to take a speck out of someone's eye. So first, you'll be able to look, take the log out of your eye, so you can help. So Jesus always made sure that he made reference to us what do you have to do for yourself help yourself before you can help another person and he says strive to enter the narrow the straight gate because many people want to go through but they can't there are many christians they claim to be christians but they've lost the eternal life but you dare to be different strive make it a conscious decision make it a goal <laughs> there is something i always say i always tell my wife that you know me i have a vision to go to heaven like it is my vision you know, I have a vision to go to heaven. There are many visions. I have a vision to make it to heaven. So every time I, I tell myself, hey, this thing I'm doing, 
will, will it take me to heaven? I have a vision to go. Someone may think, oh, it's funny. You are very, I'm not funny. I'm very conscious of it. And the Bible says that what, as a man thinks, and so is he. So I will think that I'll make it to heaven and I will act accordingly and it will happen. So make it an ambition to strive to enter the narrow gate because it says many people want to go, but they can't. Verse 25, let's follow. He says, when, when once the master of the house is raised up and has shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without and knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. So there are many people who have received this eternal life. If this eternal life slipped through your hands, don't forget the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins. The five wise virgins had extra oil, so their lamp didn't go out. The lamp is a representation of eternal life. This life, this light, this fire God has brought us. He says that the people whose lamp were lighted, they went into it. So don't forget the Bible says that he has translated us from darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, which is the kingdom of light. And so when you have come to accept Jesus, you have come into light. But there is a lamp you have, which has in it the fire, which is the light. So if this light goes off, so the five foolish virgins whose lamp were off, they couldn't go with the bridegroom. But then those who had the fire, they went in. And here, Jesus began to tell more. Because that day he said that they knocked and he said, go, I knew you know. But then here he's also saying that they are knocking on the door, Lord. They refer to Jesus as Lord. That means that he was once their Lord. They were once in connection with him. But what happened? Look at what Jesus said. He says, go, 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 go. I know you not whence ye are. Verse 20 says, That shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drank in thy presence. That are taught in our streets. Oh, Jesus, we have eaten and dined in your presence. We have been taking communion. We come to church to hear the word of God. And you have been teaching in our streets. Even, oh, Jesus, we, why do you say you don't know us? Look at verse 27. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence ye are. Depart from ye, all ye workers of iniquity. You choose your own way. You don't subject yourself to the instruction of God. You don't subject yourself to the knowledge and wisdom of God. And look at what he says. He says, There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and ye yourself trashed out. Why would Jesus be referring to Abraham if they didn't know about Abraham, if they didn't know about Isaac, if they didn't know about Jacob, if they didn't know about the prophets? Because they used to be in church. They had all these great men and they aspired to be like them. But then what happened? They lost hold of this life. These basics of our belief, they lost it. And so he says, oh, go, 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 I don't know you. And look at what Jesus keep on saying. Verse 29. And they shall come from east and from west and from north and from south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. Wow. So we need to understand that the journey of a believer is not a funny journey. It's an interesting journey. And you have the responsibility. There is something you need to do. You need to always check your motive. You need to always check the process leading to the results you want. So many Christians love prayer. Not because they love God and they want to communicate with their father. They love prayer because of their needs. Not because of eternal life. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Lord that has revealed this truth unto us, may his power even refine our motives. May his power refine our thoughts and our minds. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's so important to us as Christians to understand some of these things. Of course, I may not be able to finish this message and I will complete it in our next meeting. But then I want us to get to a point. So I can end it, okay? And yeah, I made a comment. You need to understand how the kingdom of God works. Meritocracy is one of them, okay? And always Jesus used parables to depict how the kingdom works. So if you think the kingdom of God is just like, oh, Jesus has come to everything is free. Listen, Jesus didn't die free. He, he was killed. No man can die for you. And when I say no man can die for you, you can read history. There are men who died for their people. So there are men who 
gave themselves ransom for their people. But when I say no man can die for you, listen, Jesus is God and man. And there is no one who is God and man. Okay, so he is the mediator in our teachings on who is Jesus Christ. We'll get there. But I just want to give a gist. So he is the only one who is exactly like God and exactly like man. So he is the gate through whom we can get to God. So if even I say I can die for you and I die for you, my death for you can't still be for you. It is only Jesus that can die for you. And so you need to understand that out of this love is why he would want us to have an understanding of these basics. Back to the basics. So we are receiving beautiful revelations about how God can make your future beautiful. God can give you a job. You are going to be rich. You are going to... All these things must be founded on the truth. All these things must be founded on the basics. Please, I hope someone is following. And when you have this, that is what is actually going to bring a transformation. Let's read our last scripture for the sake of time. Let's read our last scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work on your own salvation with fear and trembling. Paul was talking to the Philippian church and he was telling them that, you know what, I know that you have obeyed, you have been serving God, you are proving it in my presence. But he says that now that I'm not there, you should even do it more. He says that, work out your own salvation. I thought we are saved. That means that that salvation we have received, we have to protect it with everything. With fear and trembling. Why fear and trembling? Because if you know the destruction that is coming, if you know the destruction that is coming, you wouldn't joke with it. Okay? So I'll end with this scripture. And I will always advise and always recommend and admonish that as Christians, there are many revelations in Christ, which is very important. All these revelations must point to Jesus. And they must point to what he would want us to do. Listen, forget about the person close to you. Forget about... Listen, it is first you. If you're able to help yourself, you can help other people. Okay? This is the very fabric of Avenue. Back to the basics. And I believe that God's interest has been met. That he's made us aware that this life we have received, we have a corporate responsibility to keep it. That is why you shouldn't joke with some of these meetings because this is where you come to encounter the truth that will transform your life. And you may have needs, but as the word of God comes to you, the Bible says that as Jesus was preaching, these people were being healed. Believe that this word has the power to heal you. This word has the power to give to you whatever you require, even though you've not even asked for it. Believe that God is available to do more than you can even ask or think. But this is why he would want you to be rich. This is why he would want you to succeed. This is why, because if you struggle, there are many things that may drag you back into your old life. There are many things that may drag you even and take away this eternal life. That is why he would want you to prosper. That's why he would want you to be rich. That's why he would want you to be have peace and have his grace and his mercies. But then in everything, you need to understand that you have this responsibility to keep this life. Because in this life, and for this life is why Jesus came. So Jesus can do everything for you. But if you lose this life, no matter what you receive, there's no profit in it. God bless you so much for listening to this message. God bless you so much for joining us live. Please, share this message with your friends. Share this message with your colleagues. God bless you so much. Let me pray for somebody. Father, I pray for my listeners in the name of Jesus Christ. As you have sent me with this message, Lord, let the power that goes with it even work on their hearts, on every circumstance that is dragging and taking away that life you have given us, O Lord. May they be able to keep this life. May we be able to stand firm and strong even for you, O Lord. May we not be swayed away and be deceived by anything in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray. Amen. I want to lead someone to Christ. I want to assure you that Jesus, for your sake, that is why he came to die. 
He died for you even before you came on this earth so that you have the opportunity to have this life I am talking about. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just pray this prayer with me shortly. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Thank you for your word. I believe you came to die and you resurrected on the third day. And you are alive forevermore. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I'm no more the child of the devil. I am a child of God. And I have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. All glory to Jesus. Dear one, we've come to an end of today's episode of God's Word. It was wonderful having you and we believe you have been blessed by the Word of God. Please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name Dexterity Church for more depths and inspirations from God. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, podcast, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram and Twitch, all with the same name, Dexterity Church, to access our audio and video messages of God's Word. Have a blessed day and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.